Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group and it's the 1st of September. And what I'm going to do now is run quickly through the key developments for the markets last week and also our views going forward. Well, in terms of equity markets, uh, global equities continued their upward trend. They rose another 2% last week and are actually now back up to their all-time high in February. Um, in sterling terms, not quite such good news just because we have had um, a rally in the pound, which has limited the gains you've seen in sterling terms. But certainly in local currency terms, we have now seen equities basically retrace all of their losses earlier in the year. So what drove markets up last week? Well, it wasn't really so much um, any new economic data. It was the announcement by the US Federal Reserve that has changed its uh, longer-term policy objectives. Um, And what it's done is move away from simply targeting a 2% inflation rate to targeting um, an average inflation rate of 2%. And what that means is that, essentially, if there has been a significant undershoot of inflation below the 2% number in recent years, then it will tolerate an overshoot to compensate for that. And the fact of the matter is, is that there has been a significant undershoot. So on the latest uh, numbers for the Fed's sort of favourite inflation measure, it's running at 1.2%, well below target. And certainly there is room for the Fed to tolerate an overshoot over coming years on the back of that. Um, What does this actually mean for policy? Um, Maybe not quite as much as you might think. And the reason for saying that is, it's all well and good to say, the Fed's going to tolerate higher inflation, but the fact of the matter is that the Fed hasn't been able to generate higher inflation in recent years. So there's some scepticism about how how easy it will be able to generate inflation going forward. So in a way, it's slightly academic. The fact is, inflation's significantly below target, um, and it's probably and the Fed is probably going to struggle to get inflation back to target, let alone actually above target. So a few years down the road, as a result of the massive sort of fiscal and monetary stimulus you've seen in the last few months, sure, inflation may pick up. But for the next couple of years or so, I don't think it has sort of major policy implications. Um, Longer term, though, as I say, it will be more tolerant of inflation. And I think what that does mean is that, you know, whereas we were looking at rates remaining unchanged for the next couple of years, we're now looking at rates remaining unchanged, possibly sort of for the next three, four, five years. Um, there is no sort of pressure at all now to raise rates um, in the States or indeed anywhere else um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and we also actually had comments out from Andrew Bailey, um, the head of the Bank of England last week, and he did his best to sort of try and reassure the markets that um, the Bank of England isn't out of ammunition. Um, if the recovery needs it, it can do more. Um, and basically, you know, they could do more quantitative easing. They could push rates um, if they really needed to into negative territory. But again, we're somewhat sceptical about sort of the effectiveness of any such measures. And our feeling is very much that despite what they may say, um, central banks are effectively running out of room um, to ease policy further in any sort of effective way. Um, the old adage is, adage is that you know the Fed and indeed other central banks are now sort of pushing on a string in that, sure, they can boost asset prices further by further easing, 
but would it really help the economy much to sort of cut rates into negative territory, do a bit more QE? Um, it's far from clear. Anyway, um, equities did like what the Fed had to say. Um, at the margin, it does mean there could be more inflation in coming years. And more inflation up to a point is good news for equities. So equities have rallied a bit further. And certainly it does mean that you know valuations, which are on the high side, um, are probably not high enough to uh, trigger a correction in their own right. And we're only going to get a correction if we do um, see, as it were, confidence in the global economic recovery come into doubt. And certainly we are going to have a few challenging months ahead of us. Now these government support schemes are beginning to be unwound. Well, moving back to the UK, um, I said right at the beginning that um, sterling has had a good few months. Um, it's back up to actually 134 against the dollar, having hit a low of uh, 115 mid-crisis back in March. Um, that's sort of, in a way, the good news. Um, or the good news would be that if this rally in sterling signalled a sort of renewed confidence in the UK economy. Unfortunately, um, I'm not sure that's the case. Um, and one reason for saying that is the bounce in sterling has very much been just against the dollar. If you look at um, sterling against the euro, um, the rise has been much, much smaller. And very much this rise against the dollar is, is because of the fact that the dollar has been falling generally, rather than sort of independent sterling strength. And the other sort of telling point um, in that you know, this doesn't signal sort of renewed confidence in the UK is that what normally happens when sterling you know, bounces or strengthens is that UK equities outperform. Well, this time round, this has not been the case, um, despite the fact we've had a marked rise in the pound against the dollar, actually UK equities have continued to underperform. And this might be a reflection of um, lack of confidence in the government's handling of the crisis. It may, might be worries about Brexit later in the year, might be worries about what's going to happen when the furlough scheme comes to an end in the next couple of months. But also part of this is just down to the fact that one of the big trends you've seen in recent months is the outperformance of tech stocks. Tech, stock, tech stocks uh, make up as much as 30% of the US market. They make up only 2% of the UK market. So that is going to remain, we think, um, a significant drag on the sort of relative performance of UK equities and suggests they could continue to struggle even though, as it were, they look pretty cheap. So those are our views at the moment. Um, we will be back again next week to give you an update. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.